The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi there, I'm Rebecca Lowe. Welcome along to the latest edition of the Premier League on NBC podcast, where you can get the latest can't-miss content from NBC's coverage of one of the best leagues in the world. Be sure to tune in on weekends at 7 a.m. Eastern for Premier League mornings on NBCSN and Peacock Premium. But for now, we hope you enjoy the latest edition of the Premier League on NBC podcast. So between Ria Mara scoring the penalty, Martinelli hitting the post and the sending off from Gabriel, there was two minutes and two seconds. Tim Howard, did Arsenal lose that game or did City win it? Arsenal lost it. They'll never have a better chance to beat Manchester City. I blame Gabriel. I do call it harsh. It was unprofessional. Um, it was ill-disciplined. Once again, the 11th red card under Mikel Arteta. It, it's the first, the first yellow card is no problem. He's arguing tempers are high. The next yellow card, it's nothing. It's in the middle of the pitch. He has cover. He knows he's on a yellow card. He can't get his arms around Sterling's neck like that. It, it's absolutely undisciplined and unprofessional. And, and they, they had a perfect game plan in place. I mean, I, this is the best we've seen Arsenal look, and it just threw it out the window. Did everything hinge on Gabriel sending off? Not everything. I mean, it, it's almost like with Arsenal, something happens where they throw away a good situation. Granit Xhaka, again, no, I'm not going to, I didn't think it was a penalty, you know, but again, people might point to him being in that situation where you pull his shirt, you, you, you give the referee a decision to make the VR that said, you know what, he's got a bit of his shirt. Gabriel, it's, it's right. Even the first one, Tim, mm -hmm. descent, you know, to run that far yeah. and to, now emotions are high in the game. That Emirates is buzzing there. It's bouncing there. They played really, really well. I understand it. But in those moments, you've got to keep your composure and a little rash with a second yellow card. That being said, Tim, they still dug in well. They still mm -hmm. look well organised. And, and the referee's call is not a good one, in my opinion. You know, both of them, his first looks, pointing for the penalty, for the corner flag on the first one and saying, get up on the second one, mm -hmm. was right. Yet VAR felt that was a clear and obvious error in the second, which I... I really disagree with. It wasn't that long ago where the fans were booing the players off and people wanted Arteta out. That there is a united club, yeah. isn't it, Tim? Yeah, I mean, I, yes, and you saw how proud uh, those fans were of the performance, and rightfully so. It was a game. They went toe-to-toe -to -toe with the champions. Should have won if it hadn't been for the sending off. Yes, of course. Both, both penalty decisions can go either way. It was close. I get that. But certainly those performances, that effort was completely different than the reverse fixture mm. early in the season. So a lot to be proud of. What do you think Pep will say? I think Pep will say we weren't our best today. We got away with one a little mm -hmm. bit there. We got away with one. Um, I thought Roger was superb in the game throughout. Gabriel Jesus as a nine, not going to work, not going to happen. Didn't, mm -hmm. didn't happen again for him today. Grealish, uh, 
it doesn't seem to have a big impact right now. I mean, Peter Drury said that's what champions do. Mm. I, I guess he's right. He is right. Yeah. But it still felt a bit of a nick it. They nicked the points there a little bit, um, given the circumstances and the incidents we've just seen. If you look at the table, and there are 11 points mm -hmm. clear, the game at Stamford Bridge tomorrow, from everybody's perspective, yeah. except for Man City's, we do not want to draw. I mean, no, we don't want to draw. The, you know, there has to be a clear-cut winner, and, the, and the, the winner does continue to keep themselves in title race. Pep, 11 wins on the spin, but that was really, really difficult. No, they were better. They were a better team, yeah. So we didn't have energy, so at the end... Like all the teams, uh, we played two days ago in Brentford, came back to Manchester, came back here in London. And uh, they didn't have the energy for the good moment, for the quality that they have, and especially Arsenal struggling the last years to be there in the top four. And, um, and they started this season being in the bottom, and after step-by-step step, arriving at the top four, they, had, they felt, I felt the energy, the connection between the people and the, and the players there, and we didn't have the energy to compete against them, but football, unfortunately, unfortunately, but many times happen, so sometimes don't win who deserve it. And uh, today, with one minute, you know, for the penalty, the potential own goal, the red card, change everything. In football, sometimes we try to analyze the reason why this is, you know, to, to analyze that the, what we do, what we have done, is unpredictable. So, 4-0 against Leicester in in 20 minutes for three. So, the, in, in more in that period, uh, the injuries, COVID, and a lot of games, and this kind of situations happen. Were you always confident that once you had the man advantage, even when we were 92, 93, 94 minutes, that you would create a chance? Yeah, I always expect. So, I don't, I don't was a, a long time on the grass, maybe for an injury or I don't know why, and, and that's why the extra time was longer than 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 should be, you know. And uh, you know, at the end, one incredible pass from 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 Kevin and the fight from Rodri and someone else there, and and we finish it. But even with that, the game was over because they put players there and some contracts they use it. Saka's a fantastic player, Martinelli, uh, Smith Rowe, Lacazette. So they are a team, and we saw it. So, is a team is alive and. They are aggressive in all senses, and, and, and we knew it. And today we could not compete in the, in the same energy because we spoke, we tried to have time, but sometimes they are human beings, and, and sometimes it's not possible. I have to ask you about the, about the decisions, but perhaps wider than that, the way that VAR is being used, not just today, but in other games as well. Arsenal are saying, well, if the referee goes and looks at one, he should look at them both. Yeah, they're right. But uh, what I can say, I didn't watch for the screen that they show it for the people, the penalty from Bernardo, that I'm sorry, is penalty. And from uh, potential lady with Odegaard, I didn't see it because I, I took a shower, I came here, so I didn't see it. It was um, a real test today, and uh, your, your old colleague, Mikel Arteta, obviously couldn't be here today, but you could see how much Arsenal have improved since August when they played at your place, of course, at 
Yeah, absolutely. But in that moment, they had a lot of injuries in that moment. There was a red card for Shaka in the first minutes. And that's why the result 5-0. But in the first 5, 10, 15 minutes, we were struggling there. But the people judge the results. And, and I think the managers have to make a little bit our view a little bit further to understand always when we play against them, when we're out in the FA Cup, and always stuff. So I know a little bit Mikel, you know, for the time we spent together, is an extraordinary manager. So we knew it. And the way they are playing lately, well, like I said, a false nine and, and good runners, the quality they play out front is Arsenal, my friends. What can expect? So just take a look at the history for Arsenal. So it's always great. So And come here win is a massive, massive achievement for us. So I have a lot of respect for I played with, when I was in Barcelona by Munich, I played a thousand million times against Arsenal. And always here, he's with the best Barcelona ever. So we struggle, you know, to be here. Always is difficult. And now they have the momentum. But there will not be a momentum. They have already back what Arsenal was. And I give a lot of credit with that. And today, one game, they can be better. Of course, they can be better. But today, in the, in the right moments, in the, and especially with the second yellow card that maybe Gabriel can avoid it, but they play with this aggressivity. Sometimes you lost the control. What do you have to do? And today, we were not ready because we were tired. And it's happened. You know? It's a, the, the December is terrible, the month, and, and finish. And two days ago in Brentford, like, you had to take a look how the people suffer in Brentford to win the games. Arsenal lose, Chelsea won because sometimes happened, <laughs> like maybe today, uh, Liverpool draw. And after two days after, arrive at 2.30 at Manchester, make a regeneration. The day after, not even training because they are exhausted the second day, take a train, three, four hours, arrive here at 12.30 to play here. So the people is tired, so they have to understand it. And that's why, so 1-1, one, one, it was a good result for us. Imagine 1-2. No Hopefully next time we play an answer, we can play better. Hopefully we can be more, you know, energy, especially here, that bring the energy in our legs and, and make a, a better performance. One more question, if I may. Tomorrow, hopefully you can have a restful day tomorrow and watch Chelsea play Liverpool. Yeah. They might knock each other out of the title yeah, yeah. race. We'll take a look because now we have... Uh, five, six days, I think six days uh, until the FA Cup and after six, seven days until Chelsea next one. So now we hopefully the people came back uh, safe without, uh, you know, condemning, use the sanitizer, use the mask. And when uh, we have time to, to approach the games a little bit better than today, we approach it. And, and of course, uh, we're going to watch it. Yeah. A deep breath there, Roger. How did you snatch that at the death? That was a hugely dramatic finish. Yeah, uh, it was this kind of games that always you have two or three in the season. Uh, they're an unbelievable team. They show why they're in, a, in that position. The way they grow with Mikel uh, is huge, it's massive, and we knew it. Uh, we know also that they rest more than us. Uh, they have six years to prepare. We have three games in in one week with troubles is, is tough sometimes, so when you don't have the physicality maybe uh, you have to play a little bit more easy and I think we struggled a little bit in the first half. I think the second half we controlled it a little bit more and we could do more our game, but sometimes it's like this. Uh, the other team also plays, uh, they're in the stadium, they press a lot and of course they, do, they did a great game, but yeah, fortunately we we saw our personality, our champion personality, so we want to, to go again. Yeah, you kept pushing. Is that 
the characteristic of title winners, potential title winners this season as well? Yeah, I think if someone will, I've learned, I will learn from the last years is you have to push always, no matter what happened. We were one nil down in the break. And uh, yeah, suddenly the things changed because our mentality, we didn't do a great game, but uh, we pushed, we, we never dropped and we always thought it was possible. And then in the night, I don't know, uh, I scored that goal. I, don't, I didn't know even what we were doing there uh, with uh, Laporte also. Like, it was crazy, but yeah, three more points there, uh, vital for us. A few controversial moments in the game. What do you make of the second half penalty, the Xhaka and Bernardo? I have no, no doubt about penalty. Uh, first of all, I have doubt in, in the first action. I didn't know he was enough the contact, but uh, I get close to the screen. And yeah, for me, it's, it's a clear penalty. Uh, the, and in the first half, then could it have been the other way with, with which uh, one? With uh, Odegaard, Martinelli, and Edison, no, no, which one? Uh, no, Odegaard, Odegaard, Odegaard yeah. and, and Emerson. Uh, honestly, I don't know uh, because I didn't watch that in the in the screen, yeah. like the second one. So honestly, I don't know. But you pressed the advantage when they went down to ten men, didn't you? You kept on going till the end. Yeah, this is uh, see, small details makes the difference. I think they make a huge error in that uh, in that action. Uh, the second yellow. For me, in my opinion, it's clear. Uh, but uh, yeah, they they do two mistakes, and yeah, today we were clever in the sense that we we don't have much chances, but we were so effective in in that sense. When you look back on this season, this could be a big moment, couldn't it? Yeah, it's a massive moment. Uh, people, I don't know, uh, they might think we have to play always like a top level, and sometimes it's it's impossible. I, I came back from from COVID. Uh, I was so tired the last 10, uh, 20 minutes uh, because the the conditions, and we have players that you uh, are, for example, uh, he plays all the all the games and three in a row in seven days. So, I think the uh, the calendar is a little bit crazy in this in this uh, period, but we have to accept it and and try our best. What for nil? Spurs won. Spurs deserve that, Robbie. Just about. Didn't think they played very well. Thought they struggled against a very defensive Watford who could have had a penalty. We'll take a look at that in a second. Um, mm, just thought they didn't look like scoring, Becca. I think it's 20 shots and eight on target, but I still didn't think they found any kind of rhythm. I thought the subs were late, to be fair, coming into the game. Brian Hill, like in the 90th minute or whatever, we had the stoppage. So, yeah, I mean, they'll take it. And set pieces are always great. And Watford were a little deep there. Um, but they will take it, and it's an important three points for them to keep it going, but they didn't play particularly well. Tim? Well, I think they have a few games in hand. They're up to fifth place now. It, a little bit of a struggle. I don't think they do well when they have the line share of possession, which they had in the last two games. They're a counterattacking team. When they're in free flow in their space, they do better. That's Conte's actual, actually his style, and it suits the players. Today wasn't one of those days, but they got the three points. They continue to climb. They have the, the games in hand. So, mm. you know, hopefully it gets better. But right, you know, today wasn't very good. Six straight defeats now for Watford and Ranieri. We thought he was under pressure before today, but losing at home to Tottenham doesn't pile it on too much more, does it? Because they're Spurs. No, uh, it was Spurs, and I think the, the idea is, is, was the right one. Just try and find a clean sheet. They were a couple of minutes away from doing that. But at this club, as we know, when results are not good, they will be looking at other mm -hmm. managers. So that could happen in the next week or two. Antonio, your team left it very late. Did you feel at one stage it, it might not come today? Yeah, but we, we scored. We scored at the end. But I think that uh, we tried to try uh, for the whole game. And uh, in this type of game, uh, you have to be uh, intelligent. 
to attack in uh, the best way to create chances to score, but at the same time you have to pay great attention to lose the balance. And because uh, Watford uh, is very dangerous in counter attack, they have uh, offensive play very strong physically and uh, also fast. I think uh, we, we, we played a good game, we controlled the game uh, for sure. Uh, when, when you arrive at the, the, the last pass, sometimes we had to improve. We had to improve because uh, when you arrive there, uh, it's, it's too important the, the last pass to score. Why do you think it was so difficult to break them down today? Was it, was it a case of tired legs out there? Yeah, but it was difficult because uh, we didn't score. And uh, we create a chance, but when when you uh, find this opponent, you know, and uh, that is uh, so well organized uh, defensively, it's not simple. And uh, but when you have the chance, you have to score because if you score early, uh, the game changes. You find space to attack. But uh, I repeat, and uh, I'm pleased for for the effort, for the commitment of the player. For sure, for us, it was the. Uh, Five, five, five game in uh, 12, 13 days, and uh, for sure we, we were a bit tired then and them because Watford they didn't play, and they played only uh, four days ago. But uh, I wish for 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 Watford for my friend uh, Claudio Ranieri the best because uh, they deserve uh, the best for the future. The referee stopped the game while a member of the crowd received treatment just before the goal. And then when play resumed with the last eight minutes, do you feel your side showed a lot of discipline and were straight back in it? But uh, when, uh, when uh, there are this type of situation, I think that uh, the most important thing uh, is uh, to, to save a person. And uh, the save of the crowd is the most important thing. And then, then there is the game, then there is football. I think uh, that... Uh, uh, what was good was good to stop and then uh, but especially then uh, this uh, uh, this person now is uh, is good and uh, it was uh, it was okay and how important was the three points for you today coming on the back of the southampton match yeah but for us uh, it's always important to get three points because uh, we know very well that uh, in every game we have to suffer to get three points and uh, we know that uh, we are a team, we are building uh, a team to try to be competitive uh, in the future, but at the same time uh, we, we have to try to be competitive in the present because we have to play this season. We know very well that we have to fight in every game, but uh, um, it's important to be humble. To be humble and to know that every game we have to, to fight, to suffer, to get three points. Uh, if we know this, uh, I think that uh, everything can improve. So 3-2 then for David Moyes' West Ham and another victory for them and more goals, Robbie. It did feel a bit of an odd game, though, in a funny way. <laughs> it was an odd game and um, you know, the quality of West Ham United told in the first half. But then you've got to say Michael Elisef changed the game, Rebecca. You, know, you talk about quality that he crosses, two great crosses, two goals. And then you got a little bit of a panic at the end there. Just looking at the numbers, Crystal, this is shots. 22 shots from Palace, six on target. For West Ham, 10 shots, five on target. Kind of tells you a lot, a lot about the game. Now, the quality was there from West Ham in the first half. Quality was there from Palace in the second half. I think the Palace fans just enjoying the team right now, enjoying open, enjoying trying to play, enjoying throwing on all the attacking players in the, in the second half there to try and get something from the game, which they almost did. You know, singing all the way through, even though they were 3-0 down, 
you know, it's even though they lost a the game, still plenty of encouragement that, that Palace, the new Palace, is going in a good direction. What impressed you, Tim, about today? Well, I just thought that 3-0 wasn't really an accurate reflection of the game. You talk about the, the shots there. Palace weren't clinical enough. I agree with you. Elisa needs to play. He needs to start. I mean, you see, Palace don't have a ton of difference makers. He's one of them. I mean, he needs to be on the pitch. His left foot is absolutely sensational. Um, West Ham just got a little bit comfortable, didn't they? they get it three, at 3-0, three it probably wasn't a great reflection of the game. It, it was slow at times, walking pace. Credit, credit Crystal Palace, they kept going. So just take us into the dressing room now, the away dressing room, under your old manager, yeah. David Moyes. So they win the game, yeah. but it was a little nervy at the end. What's yeah. he like right now? Well, he'll be prepping for, for the games to come, and he wouldn't be happy that they nearly, nearly lost points there. So, you know, up 3-0, that won't be a happy dressing room. There won't be a lot of pats on the back, I can assure you. <laughs> well, next up for West Ham United, it's Leeds at home in the FA Cup third round, and then it's Leeds at home in the Premier League. That's what's next for West Ham United, who are fifth in the Premier League on New Year's Day. David, you wanted a positive start to 2022. What did you think of how you got it today? Really good result. Really pleased at the end of a pretty difficult uh, week or two for us as far as games goes and injuries. So, uh, so thrilled to get the win. In the first half in particular, did we really see what West Ham can be all about? Why West Ham can pose such a threat? Yes, but we didn't play well. But we, we scored three goals and that's probably what we're capable I think it was only uh, I think it was only two teams who scored more goals in, his, in the whole year. So we showed it today, but uh, I didn't think we played particularly well, no. How much did you enjoy Lanzini's strike, the quality oh, of Oh, really it. good goal. He's, he's capable of that. You know, we've seen one or two through different times, so it was good. And uh, he's playing well for us at the moment, Lanzini's doing really well. Again, in the first half, David, you seem to have a lot of joy down your left-hand side. Was that very much part of the plan? I don't think it was necessarily part of the plan more than anything else. I think we were just, uh, you know, I think we were trying to probe whatever side, wherever you get the best joy, you try and get in. Uh, you know, we, we got the goals at important times for us. It, you know, even the penalty kick in the last minute before half time was, was really important, as you could see. So, uh, no, so I was pleased with the result, yeah. You spoke very positively before the game about the qualities of Crystal Palace. Did we see those qualities in the second half today that made them make a game of it? I thought you saw the qualities from Crystal Palace in the first half. You know, they, they started the game better than us and uh, they, had a, they had lots of opportunities. But, uh, you know, we were the ones, we were a wee bit more conical tonight, so thankfully we were. It's been a busy festive schedule, hasn't it? You've come away with six points out of nine. What's your assessment overall? I'm pleased because uh, it's been a it's been a tough schedule. I mean, you've got to remember just before the, those three games, we had a quarterfinal of a Carabao Cup game as well to play. So it's been a real tough schedule for for the boys here and, and for the staff. But uh, look, we've rallied after losing losing to Southampton at home. We've won two away games in the Premier League uh, around Christmas time. is isn't easy. So well done to the players. They've done a really good job. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
The big news uh, we woke up to this morning that Romelu Lukaku is out of the matchday squad for Chelsea against Liverpool at Stamford Bridge. Huge news. The interview that came out on Thursday was recorded a few weeks ago in which Lukaku said he was not happy with life at Chelsea. Tim Howard used to play with Lukaku at Everton and knows him well. They've been texting this morning. We'll talk to Tim about that in just a second. But I just want to play you this answer from Thomas Tuchel that took place on Friday when he was asked about the situation before, of course, he decided to drop Lukaku to our reporter at Sky, Patrick Davison. It cannot help you or the group for your star striker to be coming out saying, I'm not happy no. and talking about, at some point in the future, going back to a club he's just left. Absolutely. And we will not try to, to tell you, I will not try to tell you that, that, that we are happy about it. Does the dressing room always need to be a sensitive, also a sensitive dressing room, like I said, a sensible construction always need to be like full of harmony? No. It's, it's even sometimes good if it's not always in full harmony. But uh, to speak out these things as a, as a big player, as a big signing and, uh, and a key player for us, who behaves on a daily basis like he is absolutely happy, uh, that is a concern, of course, and that is very, very surprising, first of all. And we have to speak to him. He needs to speak to us that we can understand it, what is at the moment very hard to understand. Perhaps he'd already made the decision there to drop him for this game, or maybe he made it since. And Tim, this morning when we woke up to the news that Lukaku is not in the squad, you and him texted. Can you mm -hmm. share with us what was said? Yeah, well, when I spoke to him this morning via text, he, he just said, look, we're going to have another meeting on Monday. Clearly they spoke in the week. He's been dropped. They're going to have another meeting on Monday. and said, look, I can speak, I can speak more after that. Uh, right now the situation is too hot, which it very much seems like it is. OK, so in your opinion then, mm -hmm. based on everything you know, is it the right decision by Tuchel to drop him today? Um, I, I think Romelu would have gone into that meeting. If he wanted to soften, he probably would have softened and there wouldn't be a meeting on Monday. So I, I think he's certainly sticking by uh, what he thinks is right. Is it the right decision? I think he's left the manager very little choice probably uh, to, to drop him. I don't personally think it's the right decision simply because Chelsea need to win this game uh, badly. I mean, this is their biggest game of the season so far. They have to win, and he's a, he's a striker in really good form, scoring two goals in two games. He has to be on the pitch. Chelsea are second, 11 points behind Manchester City. Right decision? No, not for me. I mean, I, I'm really surprised that Thomas Tuchel, actually just watching that, maybe a little less, less surprised now, I'm surprised he's escalated the noise into something big. This is a big now, potentially between the two characters, the striker and the manager, uh, in a game. They're second in the Premier League, by the way. Lukaku's in good form. He scored a couple of goals in his last two matches. And yet he's decided to leave him out for this incredibly critical game. Really, really surprised. Um, can only assume that something in, the, in, a, in, a, in a conversation still didn't satisfy the manager, which then surprised me back on Lukaku. Like, what, what is his problem? What's his problem? The club brought him back. He's the main man. A huge fee to bring him back to the club. Massive salary. You know, he's scoring goals right now. Where is this unhappiness coming from? I think there's, there's lots of angles to it. But back to your question, I, I would play him. This is, this is kind of recoverable with conversations, disappointed. How do you feel? What's going on? That's what worries me. If, if, it, if there's been a conversation since... What's Lukaku said to the manager? Devil's advocate, how can you play a player who has undermined the club? Well, you, you, you still want him to be... You still want your best players playing. There's other ways of disciplining, in my opinion, that get the message across, sit down and chat, you know. And it, it, didn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't that awful. Mm. Just said, I don't like what he's doing right now, set up system or whatever. 
I mean, I'm just, uh, you know, he talked about the noise, unwanted noise. Well, it's bigger now. Um, uh, Marcel, let me throw this back on you because you've been in the dressing rooms with, with, with big coaches and players. Isn't there a way, he, he questioned tactics, isn't there a way for these two guys to sit down and shake hands and go, by, if, if I'm too cool, by the way, Rom, I didn't like what you said, right. but guess what? It's not about tactics. tactics. You know why? You've just banged in two goals. Like, just get out there and perform. Let's, we'll figure the, the rest of this out after the weekend. Well, come on. Th- that's, that's the other way of doing it. Say, like, have a conversation, whether it's as nice as that, whatever. Yeah. Otherwise, get out there and play. You're my player. I'm the coach. I, I decide the tactics. Like, sure. It's not as though they're mid-table, Rebecca, and there's any reason for him to be super unhappy. Yeah. So that's, like, more of, like, like just come, come and do your job. But now, by leaving him out... Worst team today, not as effective, and a player that's in good form in a massive game. And th- this is going to roll on, as you said. There's a meeting next week. I mean, January window's open. I mean, what's, what's happening here? In your experience, who wins in a situation like this? Uh, in my experience watching Chelsea, players oftentimes win at Chelsea. Um, look, I, I, I hope, I hope they, bo- they both win. I hope the club wins. Um, you know, Tuchel, as we've seen with his decision-making since he's been there, has been very, very strong. Um, this seems like if, the, if, if nothing comes out of this meeting on Monday, this could be a massive power struggle. Lukaku shouldn't win it. Shouldn't win it. I mean, he's, what's the manager done wrong? What's the football club done wrong? Roman Abramovich has spent a lot of his money to bring him back. He's going to be incredibly disappointed in his star striker. You know, whether there's been a conversation between the manager and the owner about the, the big decision today, but Lukaku shouldn't win this. Tuchel shouldn't be under pressure anymore. Because, because his star striker's unhappy at certain things his manager is doing. So I, I'd hate to see Tuchel under more pressure or potentially lose his job because one of his players is a little unhappy. Is there a way back? Do you see him in a Chelsea shirt again? I, I, do. I do. I do think there's a way back, yeah. Tim? Absolutely. This is salvageable. So a breathless, brilliant first half of football here, watching the studio, <clears throat> Tim Howard and Robbie Musto. It fizzled out second half. Mm. Is that surprising considering actually what was at stake, that a draw was terrible for these two? Well, it was really surprising because it was so frantic in the first half. Uh, I I mentioned at halftime Chelsea started to match that level. My thought was Liverpool would come out and continue that. They seemed to come off the gas a little bit and enjoy some possession, which clearly I didn't think was to, to their benefit because when they're at their best, they're on their front foot, causing a bit of chaos, which makes other teams uncomfortable. We saw that in the first half. Do you think coming off the gas from Liverpool in the second half could have anything to do with the fact that Klopp wasn't on the sideline? Uh, I don't think... Maybe a little bit. I think he's that type that can drive from the sideline. I just thought they looked a little tired. Mm. You know, they're not the same as City. They, they, they have to play the star players. You kind of know what the team is in Liverpool for the most part through the season. In some ways, similar with Chelsea. Um, I just thought they tired a little bit. I think Chelsea come out, for me, with more credit. Going 2-0 down with all the story about Lukaku, not having him in the team, by the way, which would have helped them today, would have helped them. They finished the game with Mason Mount and Callum Hudson-Odoi as two strikers. They could have done with Lukaku. Um, again, 2-0 down, a brilliant goal that gets them back into the match, but it gets the goal. And I thought they finished pretty strongly, generally. So I think we're all disappointed in the second half, didn't quite live up no. with more goals. But I, I you know... Kind of impressed with Chelsea. That wasn't an easy day for them, and uh, it's a decent result. It's a fair result in the match. I mean, we don't know that with mm-hmm. Lukaku, they wouldn't have lost the game or, or drawn as they did do. But do you still think, with hindsight, now we're a couple of hours on, still think it was the wrong choice? He's far and away the best striker at the club. He should be, he's fit and available. He should be playing in the team. Massive game like this, they absolutely need Lukaku. You know, that being said, I agree with you. I think they answered some questions. I talked about their mentality, having dropped so many points this season. Obviously, the noise around the team, all the injuries. 
to be able to be down 2-0 and come back with that fight and could have won the game. Credit to Chelsea. So if the credit goes to Chelsea from your perspective and Tim's as well, where does that leave the title race? Who's favourite to catch City? Chelsea in second, 10 points behind. Liverpool in third with a game in hand, 11 points yeah, behind. Yeah, I think we've seen today they're very similar teams. I... I it's difficult because at the start of the season, I really thought Chelsea would find a groove. We saw Kai Havertz play today. Some good bits, but generally disappointing. Still don't know what the front three is. Mm. The issue with Lukaku now throws that into doubt more about who's the front three going to be. Liverpool probably are a better challenger maybe this season again. Um, it's all going to shake out for Chelsea with their, with their attacking play and, and how Lukaku goes. A couple of really good performances today. You picked mm. out Kovacic. You liked? Yeah, I, I think he's been underrated since he's got, got to the club. He has a ton of, ton of ability. We saw with the goal, his touches in midfield. He's a player. It's hard to get into that, the middle of that Chelsea midfield. But what a game for him today. Who caught your eye? Uh, well, both goalkeepers, but Quirin Keller. I mean, he made some great saves. was clean with, with a couple of challenges that he made. So into a game like that, the young Irish goalkeeper of Liverpool, really, really good. Yeah, Alisson not missed at all today, you have to say, by Liverpool. Back to the commentary box. They've got their breath back. It's Lee Dixon and Arlo White. <laughs> Gentlemen, your post-match thoughts. Well, um, a lot of the Chelsea fans are leaving here happier than they were after about half an hour of that game. Now, neither manager or assistant who was here, uh, Pep Linders, are going to be ecstatic with a draw in the context of the title race. Mm. But who, who will be the happier of the two sides at the end of that? Um, neither. I know there'll, there'll, there'll be slightly more um, pluses, I guess, for Chelsea from, from where they were before the game with Lukaku not being inside and all of that hullabaloo going on. And then, you know, during the game, being 2-0 down, I agree with Robbie, you know, 2-0 down and coming back like they did and showing that character. We'll take lots of pluses about that. Um, and also, you know, towards the end of the way they played, they looked like they were penning Liverpool in. I thought it was just a fascinating tactical game, mm. that how they ebbed and flowed and Liverpool were high line and hitting uh, Chelsea on the break and Chelsea penned Liverpool it was just brilliant and the goals themselves it was just an extraordinary game of football mm. that we were privileged I mean everyone was watching at home but being here and listening to it and not being able to see the pitch because people were jumping up in front of us and all of that sort of stuff it was just it was the Premier League at its best mm. it really was um, the correct call not to not to pick Lukaku in the 18 I think so. I, th I know the lads disagree with that, but you've got to have standards. You've got to have something. He talked about the preparation for the game and how that affected it. You know, nobody was saying anything about Aubameyang. You know, when he, all of a sudden he's done some disciplinary things wrong, leave him out of the team uh, or put him in the team he should be playing. I think you've got to have a stance and fair play to Tuchel. He's gone, you know what, this is going to disrupt my team. And he's come out at the end of it uh, with his, a great team performance. You might have said if Lukaku's played, he might have won the game. We don't know that. So mm. I think it was the right call for me. Says so, I was an incredible game to watch. Two heavyweights going at it. You played your part. Hauled yourself back from two goals behind. But is the ultimate feeling right now one of disappointment? Because it's only a point and you wanted all three. Yeah, of course. Uh, we, we were two nil down. We fought hard to come back. Uh, you know, we wanted more, of course. Uh, when you're tuning down, it's not easy, but we never lost the trust. Uh, Mateo scored an amazing goal. Christian scored just an equaliser before half time. You know, we thought uh, in the second half we could push for the third goal, and, you know, we, we didn't score. And, of course, we would like to, to get the three points. As we said, action packed. You were involved in one of the big incidents just six seconds into the game. Sadio Mane got a yellow card for his arm on you. Your bench wanted a red. What's your views on it? It's a clear red. I mean, 
I don't mind if it's uh, five seconds into the game. It's the first action. It's a clear red. He doesn't want to to challenge. He doesn't see the ball. He just want to hit with the elbow. You know, I don't, I don't, I, I, I honestly, I don't understand. Uh, we have had this kind of decisions the other day. Two penalties, the VR, it didn't, didn't come. Uh, today, the first action is a clear red car. And of course, we are, we are getting these uh, decisions against us that, of course, it could change a lot uh, the way of the game. VAR said, in their view, it was reckless more than violent. Always. Always they, they, they would say what they, what they think, but uh, in my opinion, it's, it's not. I mean, I can understand we are promoting the challenges in the Premier League 50-50 with the ball. Sometimes we have seen a joke of penalties, honestly, and sometimes we see real dangerous actions and we don't take action. So a lot of meetings we do every, every season before. Uh, you know, we see that there are few game weeks, few games where we, the referees, they, they become a bit softer in terms of penalties or in terms of red cards. Then it comes opposite, you know, because they speak. I don't know what, what happens, but we don't see the consistency even in the same game or through the season. And what is, is disappointing that this kind of decisions, I think, uh, you know, is clear and... You know, I I I I I, I watched the replay, uh, but I needed I I didn't need this because in in life I knew that it was a clear red. Do you think you went two 0 down because of individual errors? Because you're actually playing well at the time. We started really well. Boot uh, press a lot. They they couldn't make two passes. We create that uh, atmosphere to press uh, to recover uh, high balls in in the opposite uh, half. We have we had few chances uh, where we could be one nil down, uh, one nil up, and then suddenly uh, in two actions uh, we were two nil down. We know that they have a lot of quality that we cannot give anything to them, and uh, you know we found ourselves two nil down when I think we were playing a, a very good game, but in the score was not uh, reflected, and we had to fight our our way back. But also we are in the second half we we tried our best uh, the players uh, we we left everything on the pitch but it's true that was not enough and at the moment we are lacking a bit of freshness that uh, could give us a bit more it probably hurts to say it but in a way was a draw probably a fair result given what the chances both teams had overall in the game yeah they had as well i mean you know uh, i think both teams we had our our momentum uh, uh, of course, uh, when they were tuning up, I think they had a, a clear chance to score the third one. That maybe that uh, would kill the, the game. But uh, after this, I think we, we we played well and we had few chances. We attacked the line very well. But in the last couple of meters, 25, 30 meters, where we could create the, the opportunities, we lacked a bit confidence, freshness. You know everything that, of course, the results give you that boost of confidence and also, you know, uh, mentally and, and, and energy to, to overcome the, the difficult moments. Not what you wanted ultimately, or Liverpool. Really, was this just a very good day for Manchester City? Of course, uh, they are the ones that uh, they, have, uh, they are at the top and of course, uh, the more points uh, we leave behind, uh, the happier they will be. I mean, it's, it's football. We know how, how it works. Uh, they have been uh, setting the standards really high in the Premier League. I mean, in terms of points, they, they made a record. Uh, I said at the beginning of the season, it was up to us uh, to, to close the gap because the last season we finished far from where we wanted to be. We know that they are a quality team, uh, that they have been playing together for a while. And we needed to raise, uh, to raise our level. And of course, we are on, on our way. But until now, we, we, we didn't reach that level of consistency that uh, that could keep us at the top
Christian, I mean, it's a fantastic game of football, but probably both sides are dissatisfied with the outcome. Yeah, it feels like one of those games. Obviously, it was a, such an incredible first half um, to start. And, uh, you know, you always feel like, especially after we got the momentum, brought it back 2-2, you want to get that winner. So it was a bit frustrating in the end not to, to find it, but uh, probably a fair result in the end. I actually thought you were the better side when you were 2-0 down. And then I thought Liverpool had a strong patch and it's 2-2. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I was uh, feeling as well. It was strange to be down 2-0. Um, obviously... I had a chance early on, should have taken, could have changed the game. They scored two, um, but it felt like we were still in the game, playing well, and uh, yeah, we kept with it, scored um, scored two, brought it back in the game, and it felt like there were periods where they had the, you know, a bit of the ball and a bit of pressure, and then we did, so it was kind of a, an exciting game for sure, and uh, yeah, one that we obviously wanted to win. But You'd be very happy with your finish. Um, you took it really well, but probably won't actually be remembered because the goal that everyone will want to see from that game is the Kovacic goal, which is an incredible goal. Yeah, it was <laughs> unbelievable, obviously. Um, probably the best goal he's ever scored. I don't know. I mean, it was fantastic. Amazing to watch. So, um, you, you obviously got the equalising goal. Um, you had a little bit of time to think about what you were going to do with that, I would imagine. Um, and you did take it really well. Yeah, I was happy. I needed to, uh, to redeem myself a bit for missing a chance early on. And uh, I was happy I, I took a really good first touch and, and, uh, and put it away. So, yeah, I was happy with that. Virgil, fantastic game for us to watch. But how much is there a feeling in your camp that you let it slip having gone 2-0 up? Um, um, yeah, obviously, if you're 2-0 up, um, you don't want to concede that close to half-time, give them the momentum to get back into the game. Unfortunately, it happened. Um, yeah, fantastic strike. You have to give him credit for that. Um, and obviously, that gives them, what I said already, momentum. They scored the second, going with a good feeling into into the break. Um, obviously, we try not to panic. Um, created fantastic moments still in the second half, even when we were at times under pressure. So, um, but yeah, what you said, I think for the for the outside world, it was a quite a good game to watch. Um, but we came here for three points, and unfortunately, we didn't get it. Was it simply a game though, with two teams going at it, and it could have gone either way, both showing absolutely superb quality at either end of the field? Yeah, well, you know, they have they have an amazing team, uh, but so have we. Uh, I think I always had a feeling without you know. We, we were under pressure at times, but we defended defended well as a team, I think. Um, didn't give big chances away. And I always had a feeling that we could have could have scored maybe the 3-2 in the end. Um, but unfortunately, you know, it didn't happen. We take one point and, and then we have to build on this again after the disappointment that we had last week. So um, that's what we should do. It was a huge game. Would you have a word of praise for the young man behind you, Creven Kelleher, with his display today? Yeah, definitely. You know, I'm uh, I'm quite a big fan of him. You know, he's he's a fantastic goalkeeper. He's learning from the best, in my opinion, with Allison. Um, you know, his presence is is good. He's confident on the ball, and he's uh, he's making good saves as well. So that's that's good, and, and and we need him right now because obviously obviously of the about the COVID cases, and um, you know, unfortunately we we conceded too, but um, you know, the first one he can't do really anything about it um, yeah we said we need him uh, 
we need it for the next games as well. It's just a point now, Manchester City away out in front. Of course, you're never going to give up. But does this make it difficult to believe you can catch them? Never difficult to believe. You know, it's the gap. It's a big gap. So they uh, they have the title maybe to lose at the moment. But you know, anything can happen. Still, you know, we've fortunately we've been there where we had a gap. Uh, we were, we were fr- up front and we, and, we, and we gave it away. So anything is anything is, is, is possible. We will focus on ourselves. Chelsea will focus on themselves. I think, um, and we just have to uh, get results and, and get results and play good football and win games. Um, sounds pretty easy, but it's tough for you see today as well. Thanks for coming back with us. Paul Burmeister alongside Danny Higginbotham and also Robbie Musto. We're going to hit both sides here, United in a moment. Let's start with the winners. What did you like most about what Wolves did today? What didn't I like? I thought they were absolutely brilliant from start to finish. Under Bruno Large, he wants more possession of the ball. Not just for the sake of it, but to actually do something. And there was large parts of the game where they controlled it. We all know he loves his three at the bat, but they've played Manchester United, they've played Chelsea, Manchester City and Liverpool. And in all of those all of those games, they've played with a three at the bat, but then different systems within the, within the midfield area. They played a diamond against Chelsea, and today they went back to a 3-4-2-1. They were absolutely magnificent, and it's a club with an identity. It's, it's a group of plays that you can see love the manager. They want to play for him, and it's a club that's evolving in a, in a brilliant direction in terms of taking that next step. Other side, Robbie, what's mm. your headline with United? Uh, in a mess. In a mess. Uh, individually... Um, tactically, uh, we know that Ralph Radnick is very wedded to this 4-2-2-2, sometimes 4-4-2. Well, how about changing the second half to something totally different, to a three-man defensive line with Luke Shaw back there and wing-backs and Jaden Sancho playing as a wing-back. There's, a, there's been a lot of talk at Man United over the last few months, seasons, about managers, about club structure, about whinging players, about systems of play. At some point, it's got to come down to the players. Mm. And is this, is this squad of players able to deliver on the expectations that are on them? Both, as, both the plan at Old Trafford in terms of winning titles and championships. And I don't know whether they are. There's a lot of talk about the, this, the incredible talent. I think Martin Tyler talked about it. There's a lot of talent in this club. Well, I, I, we're not seeing it. Different managers, different systems, different times, different seasons, different everything. So, and we've got a couple of ageing guys up front that have done great and are capable of doing brilliant moments. Young players that we think are special young players that aren't seen on a consistent basis. And I get it, the new manager is going to work through some things, but where are we? I mean, he's had quite a few games now and there was some improvement at the beginning, dropped off again, different systems, different players, Bruno's out, Bruno's in. Wow, lots going on at Man United. You see the personnel on that side the same way? 100%. I look at a Manchester United team where Ragnick comes into the club... He has this philosophy, he has, the, he has his ideals of how he wants to play, he tries to do it with the players in training, and then he comes to the Wolves game, he's getting outplayed by Wolves at home, and matches them up, and just throws everything out of the window and what the players have been, uh, have been practising on the training ground day in, day out. So that's, that, for me, is, is very is concerning. It, is it a, a reflection on the players that he's got available? Does he think, I've got to match up because we're not, our system's not winning over theirs, their, their players are better than ours in some Rob, way? Robbie... Play, play to the player's strengths. Play to the player's what strengths. What are they? That's the thing. You have, you, you have to find that out. And then as a manager, that's what Lars has done. He wants to play more expansive football. He's looked in and gone, I need to do this bit by bit. Ragnick's come in, completely changed the style because that's his philosophy. As, as a manager, you have to go into a club and say, right, what are the strengths of these players? 
Well, I don't know what they are. Those well, I don't know what they are. But that's what a manager's there for. I think it's, it's a collection of players that have been brought in by different managers, but there's no cohesion. They play as individuals. It's not a collective. And if you're going to play the way that Ragnit wants you to play... It has to be a collective, and it's not. It's all he's about try, individuality. He's trying to do that. He's trying to make mm. him more of a team and not be an individualistic side that we've complained about for a while now. Yeah. And again, maybe it's early, maybe I'm overreacting, but wow, I, mean, the, I don't know where we've, we go from here. It's the first time we've seen this five matches in the mm. Premier League under Ragnick. First time United have lost. Well, Zhao, lots of great moments for you in a Wolves shirt, but the winning goal at Old Trafford, it must be at least near the top. Yeah, of course. Uh, for me, what uh, what I want is help the team. Of course, with a goal, uh, winning here in Old Trafford uh, against a big team, very good players, good coach. It's it's amazing for us. Uh, we come here to to play our game, to do our game, play play football, play with the ball. That's what we do, principally in, in the first half. I think we create a lot of opportunities, a lot of shots. Uh, but we don't score. Uh, after they they change a little bit, they uh, I think the game it's a little bit more. What, what did uh, they do? Try and match, match up your formation a little bit. Sorry. What did they try and do? You, you said they changed things. Yeah, they changed. They changed for, for three three central backs like us. They play like us the second half, um, and they have a little bit more the ball. But I think we we control everything. We don't let him create only one opportunity. Uh, on the bar, uh, but that's it. I think we deserve it because of what we do in 90 minutes. Did you feel really dominant in that first half? You and Ruben Neves in the central midfield area, just controlling balls. That's what we try to do uh, in all, all, all the games. Sometimes uh, we, we, we can't, uh, but today I think we, we do a great job. Not only me and Neves, all the team, uh, we deserve this, this, this victory, this win. And... Uh, I hope we can continue uh, with this performance. So all your goals seem to be from pretty far out, and they all seem to be important. Just talk us through it. Was the key actually the first touch? You just killed it beautifully for yourself. Yeah, the, I think it's Phil Jones taking out the, the ball. I, I try to to see where the ball goes, um, and when I do the, the first touch, I, I, I say to me, I need, I need to shoot. And uh, I score. That's 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 what I, I need to do. I need to to shoot more because sometimes it don't need to be to be a beautiful goal. It needs to 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 go to to the net, and that's that's what happened today. And I I, I helped the team to win. And I'm just watching a screen to our right. You went through about 50 different celebrations, including yeah. I think a little rocking baby. Yeah, because I have a baby with three months. I have my my two daughters, my wife. Uh, and the goal that uh, is for, for them because I wait a little bit more, nine months, more three months, and I do this celebration for, for them because I, do, I play football because I love, but for them too. Oh, they'll be very proud. Well played. Thank you very much. <laughs> so we need to continue to work in offensive way. <laughs> yeah. Can I just... Is there anyone just turning them down in here? I'll, I'll get going, but if you, if you can do it... Don't worry too much, yeah. Well, Bruno, it's a famous day for Wolves. First win here in more than 40 years. We'll get to how you did it in a second, but firstly, just the emotion of it. How does it feel to win at Old Trafford? Hey, look, it's one more victory. That's why... Uh, lovely, lovely stadium. My place uh, with a lot of history. And uh, the, but the most important is the, the way we play. We played this game against this team. 
I said, well, I think one more time we prepare very well the game, and I give a lot of confidence to my players to come and to play in our our way. And we did. I think first half it was very good. Uh, we control everything. We create a lot of chances. We didn't score. Um, second half they they adapt. They change the system. Uh, also worse. And after the guys who we change some guys and the guys who come inside help us to to win this game. So. And one, one goal. So even now, when three points and one goal, we have more chances than, than goal. So we need to continue to work. Every time is like that. After this game, we need to continue to work. So what was the game plan that gave you control of the match, particularly in the first half? Try, try, like I said, remember, uh, uh, the, the most important thing for us is to see where the full-backs are, uh, which position they start. They Why start is that so important? To, to, to find the spaces. The way, when, when they are defending on when they are attacking, where they are. And if you look for the first half, when they are defending, they try to block. But I saw it from the bench. Uh, Cavani tried to control Ruben. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo tried to control the Cody and the wingers inside. So the, the space, it's outside. That's why Semedo and Marçal, in the first half, they have a lot of chance, a lot of ball, and the boys find that spaces. And that's why it's so important to, to understand what, first when you have the ball, where is the spaces, and when you are defending. Pudence and the Trincão understand if the fullbacks are in front of them or if they go, it's not your man and you control the space inside. That's why it was so important. They, we work hard in these questions. They, the players one more time understand uh, the plan and I think um, we deserve the three points. Were there times during the evening where you thought, oh, it's not going to be our night, first half, 14 shots, and even at the end when Bruno Fernandes has a free kick, which is, is well saved, but just moments where you thought, the luck wasn't going to go for you. No, I never think. I never thought about that. Uh, every time I be, I'm positive. Uh, try to to to. Have, that's why every time I come to to try to win the games. And uh, like I said before, this is football. Uh, they, they they have one good chance. I think for Bruno, uh, also was for uh, for Said, Said Saiz. So every time I don't think that. I'm a positive person. I believe in that. And uh, that's why we won. It's good for us. First time Wolves won here, also important for us. And um, now he's move on, day by day, game by game. Well done. Okay. Great job. Thank you. Brilliant. Thank you, guys. Thank you. That does it for this edition of the Premier League on NBC podcast. Be sure to check out other episodes where you'll get a collection of our most spirited in-studio debates as well as exclusive on-site access. Plus, don't miss out on Premier League mornings, weekends at 7 a.m. Eastern on NBCSN and Peacock Premium. Bye for now. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.